Welcome to HR Bites, a podcast and video series to bring you stories of HR professionals who bring a think globally and act locally digital HR agenda to their work. Everyday people who are driving digital transformations in their organizations, data-driven and future-fit digital HR leaders. We are present on all your favorite podcast channels, and you can also watch our video on YouTube. Do follow us on social. We are on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our guest today is Kelly Scroggin. Kelly is an accomplished senior leader with over 20 years of HR systems experience. And she's passionate about leveraging technology and believes that technology should support, enhance, and automate business processes to bring efficiency and improvement to leaders and employees at all levels. Welcome to the show, Kelly. How are you today? Thanks, Jay. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, doing great. And I uh, just appreciate you having me on as a guest. Absolutely. Kelly, would you like to briefly introduce yourself to our audience? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, as you mentioned, um, you know, I've been in the HR technology space now for a couple decades, um, something that I feel you know very passionate about, and just uh, really pleased to be here and and have this conversation with you. Um, as you mentioned, I, I work for Stellas Pharmaceuticals. I'm a director of HR systems there, and um, so you know as we talk today, the the opinions I express um, are my own and, and may not reflect um, you know, those opinions of Stellas. Thank you, and we do accept that. So. You know, to begin with, what are the technology challenges for HR leaders that you are seeing in your work um, and outside of your work in 2022? You know, I think um, it's interesting times. You know, we're all just coming off of the heels of a pandemic, and um, many of us are working from from home um, or in some sort of hybrid capacity. And I think it's challenging for HR leaders to ensure that the the technology is the right technology that we have in our organization, that it's user friendly, um, you know, that people feel comfortable and confident uh, in doing um, activities on their own, um, perhaps self-service or things that they haven't done in the past. Uh, so I really do think, think that it's it's just quite a challenge to make sure that you really are making the right decisions when it comes to technology and HR. And, you know, we've all been so busy um, trying to uh, work outside of our, um, you know, comfort zones and also adapt and adopt new technology in our workplaces. How do you think HR teams have handled the mindset of buying every shiny object or shiny new object in HR tech uh, as the pandemic ripped through our world of work and, and life, essentially? That's a great question. Um, you know, I think I think one of the things I'm seeing um, that's coming on the rise is, you know, what can we layer on top of some of the systems that we already own in our organizations to really support some of this shift that we're seeing? Um, you know, I do agree with you. You've got to be careful and strike that balance when it comes to technology to not simply say, 
wow, this is cool and this is new and this is something we really want to try, but really making sure that you make those strategic decisions. Um, you know, I'll give an example of digital adoption platforms. Uh, that's a really hot topic on the market now. And I know a lot of organizations are investing uh, in those tools as a means to overlay um, on their current systems and just give a better user experience. Um, so, you know, there's a there's a lot out there to choose from. I don't I don't disagree with that, but I think it's a lot about the due diligence up front and seeing really what works great and invest in, in your own culture. Absolutely. And, you know, when we do uh, adopt new technology and, and bring in all these newfangled tools to help our employees, not just in HR, but throughout the organization, how do you think, um, you know, some of the changes that have happened, not just because of the pandemic, but because of other economic, um, you know, things that have occurred in, in you know, financial, uh, taking into account the financial aspects of the HR um, department's contribution to the business. How do you think that has impacted and fast forwarded um, tech adoption, um, especially in HR functions in small to medium businesses, as well as large enterprise level businesses? I think there's a couple components that we have to consider. Uh, you know, I, I I do think that just in terms of general economics, um, that you know budgets are tight across a lot of organizations, and so you know that's even more reason to to really do upfront uh, benchmarking and and due diligence on what might work in your organization. You know, I think the other thing is when you think about, um, you know, what's going on in the world, I think there's a lot of change happening for people. And I think especially being in HR, you know, we'd be remiss to not think about our employees as a whole person and think about all of the changes that are coming, um, coming to them. Um, one of the, the the really important things I think organizations would benefit from, especially as it relates to technology, is is change management and really investing in, um, you know, whether it's a department or whether it's uh, you know some key individuals that that really focus and hone in on, you know, look, there's there's yet again another change or there's yet again another system that we're going to be implementing. Uh, what can we do to really uh, help our employees come along to that change and and really feel comfortable and confident um, in, in any new technology that, that might be introduced. And, and what do you think could be some barriers to some of um, these technology implementations that we've been rather hastily asked to make um, within the organization, off the HR, you know, per se, as well as outside of the HR department? Um, how do you think that has impacted how we have adopted technology? I think there's a there's you know there's several ways you can look at that. I, I think that um, you know for me personally, I really like to leverage what I, what I consider outside counsel. So that, you know there's organizations out there that um, that really. Um, uh, focus in on um, you know what's hap what's trending in the market. Uh, how are employees responding to the to those trends? Uh, and they look specifically at technology and various systems. And um, you know I I really think that that's an advantage for HR leaders to have um, is that ability to to consult with folks who have perhaps been there before before us. 
and can share, you know, best practices, lessons learned. I think it's important for HR leaders not just to focus in on how am I going to be successful, but what can I learn from people who have come before me um, in terms of, you know, failures? You know, you always want to, of course, um, take educated failures, if you will. But at the same time, it's 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 really about a lot of that benchmarking and upfront work to, to, to really lean into the success. And as we've gone about, you know, advocating for new tech tools, what role do you think your social capital, your connections within the organization have played um, in generating, incubating, and scaling innovation within the HR function? I think it's one of the most important aspects, to, to be frank. Um, I, you know, I think that um, I always like to say you never want to be the smartest person in the room. And so, you know, you really do want to connect with um, with folks you admire, with other leaders, either in your own organization or even outside. Um, you know, there's various, uh, when we think about technology today, there's various channels, um, you know, for, for leaders to do that. And, um, you know, I just think that uh, it's that it's that personal touch, right, to uh, we're, we're dealing with technology and there's there's always that um, outside of the technology space. What can we learn from others, um, especially those who have who have come before us uh, in technology? So that's a good segue into my next question. What's one piece of advice you have for our HR colleagues who are looking to adopt or learning new technology? You know, I think it's about preparation. I mean, I think if you're on the side of, of being an HR leader who is a decision maker and who, you know, is able to um, bring on new technologies or new systems, I think it's about um, being prepared. You know, I think there's a level of um, taking appropriate risks and, um, you know, being ambitious. And I think that that's uh, always a value that you that you that you want to have and, and really um, hone in on. Um, but at the same time, you know, there, there's that prepared, there's preparedness and, and really connecting with, with others, um, learning as much as you can, benchmarking, you know, what is my organization already doing well based on the data, making those data driven decisions and, um, you know, what, what maybe not be doing so well and really making kind of the, the key, uh, key decisions based on that information. Absolutely. And, you know, as we've moved into this hybrid workplace, there's a lot more uh, of our employee population who works from home now um, than prior to 2020. How do you think we in HR should be handling um, this, this new workplace and, you know, where some of our employees are really not able to come into the physical work location? What what are some of the ways in which we can not just, you know, create policies, but make this a people first um, kind of approach and mindset to this new workplace? You know, I think we're all learning. And that's as maybe one of the first things I'll say. Um, I think that, you know, having said that, though, I think we've come we've come a far, a far way. Uh, you know, there's always 
all of us are sort of in this technology space as it relates to HR, but you, you really do always want to put, you know, the employees and the people first and, you know, things as simple as having focus groups um, or, you know, various discussions with, with leaders and, and, and others without, within the organization, um, really listening, you know, what are some of the struggles that folks are feeling? Um, you know, is it with the technology of being home? Is it feeling um, disconnected from others? Uh, so, you know, there's, there's technology that can, that can support some of the, those things. Um, just like you and I are on a zoom call now, you know, we're able to see each other. It's some of those things we just simply take for granted, um, since we've been through this pandemic and, um, you know, think, things have changed. So I, I just think it's about keeping a pulse on how, how people are really feeling and really, um, you know, keeping that, that check-in. And, and that's a great word that you just used, the pulse, right? And we've tried to collect data during this time, during this entire time on how we can leverage data and uh, kind of derive um, insights from the data that we've collected over the past two years. How do you think we should be approaching HR data and metrics in the now of work? Well, you know, first I'll say um, I, I think that we need to make data-driven decisions. I think that um, you know we we should rely on the data that we're seeing and the, the the inputs that are coming to us to help us make make the right decisions for the organization. Um, and you know what that means is that it puts analytics, um, you know, sort of front and center. And um, I think it's valuable for organizations to really ensure that they've got a strong, robust analytics model. Um, so that there's meat, if you will, behind the decisions that we're making, uh, that we have you know, concrete evidence that um, whether we bring on a new technology or whether we make some sort of business decision, that there's um, you know, some, 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 some value and reasons behind um, the way we've done something. So I think that's a, that's a really important aspect. Wonderful. So that brings us to the funner part of our conversation today. It's the question connection round. And I'm going to um, ask you some rapid uh, fire kind of questions. And if you could respond to them um, as the responses come to you. So who is the one person you've gained in your network in this last year that you think more people should know about in the HR tech world? Question. Um, so there's somebody that I recently started following, Adam Grant. Um, he is an organizational psychologist. And, uh, you know, speaking of this remote uh, work environment, I think, um, you know, the way people are feeling, mental health, I think it's all very valuable. And um, he's just been somebody that I've really admired. He's an author as well. Um, but, you know, I just really enjoy going to LinkedIn here and there and kind of reading some of the the, uh, the various articles or comments that he puts out there. I think it's a it's a nice aspect. So I would encourage people to, to, to follow him and check him out. Awesome. And I will link his account in the show notes for the audience. What's a favorite HR podcast or HR book that you would recommend to our audience? Uh, a good one I like is called Multipliers. And I think it's it's really key. Um, it really kind of helps you think about things as a manager that you might not otherwise. Um, sometimes we're just not not in tune to um, perhaps some of the behaviors that we have, and so it's 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 a it's a really good book. I recommend it. Awesome. 
And is there a favorite LinkedIn learning or e-learning webinar series for HR technology particularly um, that you think would be useful to our audience to listen to and learn from? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know about a particular e-learning series, but one thing that I've um, enjoyed researching as of late is uh, artificial intelligence as it relates to HR. Um, I think that that technology has come a long ways and there's various um, uh, levels of AI out there that can really help and support organizations um, if it's done the right way. So um, I think that's something neat for, you know, for folks to look into. I've enjoyed it. Wonderful. And how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? I, I know you take part in a number of, uh, you know, volunteer activities within within your organization and outside of it. But is there one specific way you enjoy giving back to our HR community? You know, it's doing things like I'm doing today. You know, it's just really, um, it, it's it's neat and special for me to be able to to share my experience and, and you know, quite an honor to, to, to do that as well. Um, I think that, you know, as I see others um, sharing their views and their experiences, I think that that's a really, um, it's a really great thing to do because we're all, we're all learning. Uh, you know, when you stop learning, then, you know, it's sort of over, right? I mean, you really, um, no matter what level you are in an organization, um, that's a really important factor that you always need to kind of keep in mind. And um, so this is one of the ways, this is, this is one of the, the, the things that I like to do. Absolutely. And thank you so much for, you know, being on our show today. You know, we've learned a lot and I'm really looking forward to, you know, keeping up our connection here on social media as well. If our audience would like to connect with you, what's the best way for them to reach out? Uh, LinkedIn is probably the best way. So I'm happy to, you know, connect with others uh, in this space. And uh, just, a, again, you know, a real pleasure, Jay, to, to be on your show. I really appreciate it. And um, it's been a, a fun thing to do on a Friday afternoon. Well, thank you so much for being here. And audience, thank you so much for tuning in today. We look forward to bringing you more such tech stories from the world of work.